0: Welcome to the Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K. Radio. MileHighSports.com is where my work is located. And today on the podcast, it is a Hall of Fame edition as we want to congratulate. Pat Bolin for becoming a uh, well a finalist a nominated finalist look I don't even know why they go through this situation why do they got to go through two votes first they got to go through the senior committee and now they got to go through the actual vote they got to get 80 percent why does one committee think it's better than the other I look the, the realization is that once you get through to be a nominee and to be on that ballot when they go to vote, I think most of those voters essentially say, we trust the guys who picked you. Here's your rubber stamp. I think the only person who really was uh, nominated but then just not voted right away was Paul Tagliabue, and, of course, that had everything to do with the whole uh, concussion thing and everything. But that's a long uh, discussion for another day. It is the Broncos Blitz Podcast, of course, presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, and Pat Bolin will be on the mind today on the broadcast. But also, for this podcast, I want to talk about the – Well, a couple other Broncos who could be next, who could be on their way to Canton, Ohio, in the near future. And I tell you what, you should be on your way to Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. If you're a, a Rockies fan and you're getting out of their weekend series coming up, of course, they are in the postseason hunt. Well... Jump on over to Tap 14, terrific rooftop view, 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. What can I say? It's a great place. It's got great food, great people too. You know, you you walk in and immediately, waiters or waitresses, they may not be helping you, but they're going to greet you immediately. It's got a great vibe to it. I, I truly, sincerely like it. So go on over to Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. Or maybe just, uh, well away from the first uh, regular season game, I should say, when uh, they take on Seattle. That would be the Denver Broncos coming up. What is it, uh, September 9th? Something like that. I'm not good with my days. What I am good with is, uh, well, counting, and I can now say that the Broncos have another one in. They have another one in. Uh, Not officially, we can't say officially, but let's face it. Uh, one, nominate Once they get through to that nomination step, like I said, uh, it is a major, major passing, uh, a, a milestone, a a a. Big hurdle on the way to attempt to get Pat Bowen into the Hall of Fame. And and you could say now Pat Bolin is on the doorstep. He basically is on the doorstep to the Hall of Fame. Of course, they will make that vote the day before the Super Bowl. And then Pat Bolin has to get that 80%. But it is highly, highly likely that he is going to get it. So all the heavy lifting was done today. We'll do the celebration in a little bit. Players or coaches that we should be celebrating, though, in the near future? Because this brings up the discussion, who's next? Who should be next when it comes to, oh, you know, uh, the Hall of Fame and nominees? Well, I want to start with one guy, and that one guy is Champ Bailey. This appears like the closest, what what we could say, to a lock for the Hall of Fame in the immediacy. Champ Bailey, of course, the fine cornerback for so many years, taken in the first round back in 1999. He played for the Redskins for his first couple years. And then, of course, the Broncos made that big trade. Clinton Portis for Champ Bailey. That was basically your main pieces. There were other things involved, but Champ Bailey was the key part. And then he went on to become what I believe is one of the greatest cornerbacks in NFL history, in a league, and in a world where corners were picked on so much because the age of passing became so prevalent. The 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 emergence of Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers in the mid two thousands, where passing became such a a focal point of the NFL. And yet, Champ Bailey went to twelve Pro Bowls, a three time first team All Pro. He was a two team uh, two time second team All Pro. Led the league in interceptions in two thousand six. He was a part of that 2000s all decade team he, he it was just a tremendous corner 52 interceptions and i think this is no doubt i think the discussion here the discussion with champ bailey is does he get in as a first ballot hall of famer or does he get in in year two or three? I think he is a absolute bona fide first ballot Hall of Famer, but certainly will be one of those guys that uh, will watch next year as his eligibility now finally coming up. But of course, uh, Champ Bailey, just a tremendous, tremendous talent for the Denver Broncos in that trade and uh, went on to do just a, tr- a- an incredible amount of production for the Denver Broncos after that trade. Of course, uh played in Georgia. I think Champ Bailey is in for sure. So let's uh put a little check mark there. A little ding ding. Uh let's talk about another defensive back because I think this is the one guy that everybody has been banging the drum for. For quite a while, and that's Steve Atwater. And Steve Atwater, of course, is a local radio talent here in Denver now uh, and and really should be in the Hall of Fame. There really is no doubt about it. This is a guy who recorded over a 1,000 tackles for the Broncos, 24 interceptions, which many think that interception number is actually low. I, I will disagree, and and Steve is is somebody who roamed the secondary as a hard hitter, and this is uh, the way and the style he played. So he was not a true man 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 to man absolute cover guy, but this is a guy that you knew. And you game planned for in the mid two thousands as a offense. This is a guy from nineteen ninety 1990 to nineteen ninety six, selected to the Pro Bowl, made it again in ninety eight. He was on the All Decades team, and that that's a big one for me. Is when you are named to All Decade teams uh, for the nineties. That that's a big thing. That says a lot about your production over a long span. Uh, this is a guy who should be in the Hall of Fame. I think only reason, two reasons. One, the safety status. That's a big deal, but we're, I think we're seeing a lot more safeties now start to to get in a lot more often. And then two, this is a guy who uh, just recently, just recently, just until recently, I think was uh, not as, as, as public as he could have been. And I will say this. I think this is a big problem that Terrell Davis went through. Unfortunately, for whatever the reason why, I don't understand. Denver has more Super Bowl appearances than Hall of Famers. It seems like the Pro Football Hall of Fame has this weird ignorance of Denver's talent throughout the years. They don't have anybody on defense in the Hall of Fame. It's this mind-blowing, weird... I don't even know if we call it a phenomenon or whatnot, but this is really something that I hope changes in the future because Denver has had so many talents, and this may go hand in hand with the whole uh, quote air quotes flyover city. Oh, you hear that eye roll? Oh my God, I hate that term. I, I just don't get it, and and it just seems like that is a thing. But until recently. Somebody who was in the limelight, Terrell Davis, who's somebody who struggled to get into the Hall of Fame. What did he do? He went to TV. He he got in front of people. It's not an out of sight, out of mind uh, thing anymore. And now Steve is doing the same. Steve is on the radio. He's doing a lot of uh, in- uh, 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 in stadium entertainment and discussions, MC stuff like that, and I think that is tremendous for Steve, and I think that's going to be a huge part of why in the future, in the future. I do believe Steve Atwater he is going to get into the Hall of Fame and, and at some point because he was just a tremendous talent and uh, certainly one of the best for those mid-'90s teams for the Broncos. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Of course, check us out at Tap14, Tap14.com, and of course our friends at Pro Football Focus. Why don't you use the promo code POD20. That's POD20! POD20. You can use for uh, 20% off. Your, well, edge or elite memberships to Pro Football Focus. And, of course, this weekend, next weekend, maybe a couple more days after that, fantasy drafts galore, right? This is the time for fantasy drafts, fantasy projections, matchups, uh, charts, all kinds of great stuff over there at Pro Football Focus. Be sure to check it out at profootballfocus.com. And, again, use that promo code, Pod 20. Let's focus now to the offense when it comes to our next name that I believe should absolutely be in the Hall of Fame because of multiple reasons, and that is Rod Smith. Rod Smith should be in the Hall of Fame for not only the production, the story. This is a guy who was undrafted. He is the only undrafted wide receiver to record over 10,000 yards in his career. 14-year career, more than half of those seasons, he had over 1,000 yards. And this is a guy who had big iconic moments, too. The 80-yard touchdown against uh, the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. A guy who uh, is now one of, if not still the greatest, Broncos receiver in history in some of the years where offense, their offense was some of the best around. Uh, And of course, you know, the accolades go to Terrell Davis and John Elway, and they've got theirs. It's time to get the wide receiver in now in Rod Smith. Now, I will say this, and this is just through discussions with Rod. This is with, uh, you know, discussions with others that are close to him. I I don't know if Rod... uh, I don't know if it it truly is a live or die thing for him. I, I don't think he cares because he knows in his mind he had a hell of a career. And, and no gold jacket is going to take that away from him. Now, it would be tremendous to see him enshrined as one of the greatest ever. But this is a guy also who doesn't want to be in the limelight. He doesn't want his face out in front of people. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I will say it does help his cause. There are incredible achievements for Rod Smith that uh, it, there's just too many to name. There really is. I mean, there are just so many things that we can name when it comes to Rod Smith with some of this the incredible career that he had and the story. The story from being undrafted, from being someone that nobody wanted. Nobody wanted. And yet, he put out some of the best years that the NFL has seen. I mean, this is a guy who uh, for 14 years just absolutely terrorized defense. He caught over 100 passes twice and was in the high 80s uh, just about every other year from 1998 to well, you can even say 2005. I mean, this is a guy who uh, consistently was over a thousand yards. This is a guy who caught 68 touchdowns. I mean, somebody who was so reliable and, and, and just a, a quiet a, a, a guy who went about his business and I think in the right way and coming from Missouri Southern, coming from that undrafted status and and finally get, you know to, to be able to get his chance. And then to, to to put up the numbers he did in the 180 games he played in, um, was short of 1,000 catches, 849, but 11,000 yards, a tremendous talent I think Rod Smith should absolutely be in the Hall of Fame for the Denver Broncos. I want to go to our third guy, and this is a guy who missed the cut for the nomination uh, previously, uh, In Randy Gratishar. I, I don't even know where to start here. Because Gratishar is a Hall of Famer. And and the numerous, numerous people I talked to in the media, not only in the Denver area, but outside of it on the national scale, have said, Yeah, Randy Gratishar is a Hall of Famer. I don't know why we, we haven't put him in yet. I mean perhaps the best linebacker to play for the Denver Broncos and was the centerpiece for one of the most iconic defenses. In the game, we're talking about the Orange Crush defense back to the 70s and the 80s, 2,000 tackles, 10-year career. Uh, this is a guy who was versatile, 20 interceptions. I believe he had 20 sacks too. A uh, defensive player in the year 1978. Gratishar was a guy who, uh, playing that middle linebacker position for the Orange Crush, uh, I believe uh, the 3-4, uh, somebody who anchored it and it start and finished with him. We talk about some of the great defenses uh, in 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 NFL history, the Steel Curtain, the Purple People Eaters, even some of the more uh, newer ones, the Legion of Boom and the the No Fly Zone. It seems like every single one of those units will have a Hall of Famer in some way, shape, or form in there. And yet we talk about the Orange Crush defense, and Randy Gradishar is not in. It's 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 disappointing. It's so disappointing because and and the system. Is, and, and I don't want to get on a tangent about the system and how it's flawed and everything like that. Maybe that's a podcast for another day. But it's just like Randy Gradishar was a Hall of Famer last year. He's a Hall of Famer today. Why can't we just put him in? Why, why does it have to be this 2-1-1-2-2-1, two, one, one, two, two, one, whatever the crap system they have going on. The guy's a Hall of Famer. Put him in the Hall of Fame. It's as simple as that. And I hope that these guys, and this was really the discussion when Pat Bolin was in limbo last year in particular, because of his health, it's because of his health, it just it it just it frustrates me because Pat Bolin's a Hall of Famer and I want him to go in as soon as possible because I want him to hear from his friends and family, Pat, you're a Hall of Famer, and I want him to understand what that means. I want him to understand why. And I hope that this is not the same discussion we have for all these guys that I'm listing now. Because Randy Gratishar is getting up there in age. He's getting up there in age. and It's just mind-blowing that we have this consistent, constant argument about what makes a Hall of Famer, what doesn't. He's a Hall of Famer, Gratishar is. Put him in the damn Hall of Fame. I just don't. Absolutely get it. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap Fourteen Nineteen Twenty Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and jump away. Of course, be sure to go to as well our friends at Pro Football Focus. That's ProFootballFocus.com. Use that promo code POD twenty. That's twenty percent off your elite or edge subscriptions. Tell them what they've won, Jim. I tell you what, somebody who was a winner as to do with the Denver Broncos. Um, My final name I'm going to mention. Final name I'm going to mention is Tom Nalen. I think Tom Nalen is head and shoulders the greatest center in Denver Broncos history. He was a key part of the Broncos Super Bowl runs in the 90s and this is a guy who as a center, as a offensive lineman, five-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, won uh, uh, just countless amount of one-on-one battles in the 180 plus games that he participated, started in, I believe it was 188 that he started in, and really was the centerpiece to that offensive line and you know obviously you talk to the quarterback john elway and he can't say enough good things about him because the that that chemistry between a center and a quarterback is so priceless i mean he has other a couple achievements Uh, he's in the ring of fame he was on the 50th anniversary denver broncos team he was a nfl alum offensive lineman of the year Uh, but more importantly as well too 200 games Uh, as a seventh-round draft pick. A seventh-round draft pick. And and again, kind of goes hand-in-hand with Rod Smith about somebody who he was not wanted. He was not wanted by a lot of guys, and yet the hard work. When you're a seventh-round pick, you have to put tremendous amounts of work in. I'm not saying first, second, third-rounders don't. I'm not saying that by any means. But the amount of extra dedication that you have to put in because you are one step away. For many years, you are one fumble away. You are one uh, overslept practice. You are one uh, little misstep away. Even if it's a forgivable mistake from being potentially cut. From not even being on the team anymore. I mean, that's what 7th rounders deal with this day and age. And there's so much to prove because there's so many individuals who are in front of them who are high-priced free agent pickups, who are veterans who have more experience, who are first, second, third-round picks, and yet Tom Nalen beat them all out and became one of the best centers in Denver Broncos history. Oh, and by the way, won two Super Bowls, uh, three All-Pros. I, I, this is a guy who I think is going to wait and wait a long, long time and it's really sad because I think offensive linemen in general, unless they were just absolutely the premier elite of the elite, they're going to wait. And it's a real shame. It's a real shame because I, I offensive linemen are easier to just sit and wait on because there isn't that many statistics that you can look at. You look at pancakes and games played and games started. It's like, well, yeah. We look at all those stats for all other guys. What else did they do? Well, they blocked a bunch of guys. But it's just, it goes so much more. And those those guys in the trenches are such hard workers. And I hope Tom Nalen gets in someday because that is a guy who worked so hard for so long for so many years and and what he accomplished. And and he was a big part. He was a big part of why the Denver Broncos have Super Bowls. Uh, in the 90s, uh, mind you, back-to-back. So it's the Broncos Blitz Podcast, presented by Tap14. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. Who do you think is a Hall of Famer? Because the Broncos, I mean, they have a, a solid list, but it's a short list. Uh, Elway, Little, Sharp, Zimmerman, Davis. I really don't know if we count Brian Dawkins. I don't think we do, really, although some people will say it. It really isn't the case. I mean, he only played a couple years. The, the, the Broncos have more Super Bowl wins than Hall of Famers, and that should tell you everything. It really should and because you don't get to the Super Bowl. You don't get to the crown jewel, the, the highest high without Hall of Fame talent. Name me a team that gets to the freaking Super Bowl without Hall of Fame talent. Somebody on that team, whether offense or defense, did something to make an impact to get those guys to the top and were transcendent players. You, you don't go to the Super Bowl with a bunch of average good to great guys. You had a Hall of Fame talent and yet Denver with uh, more Super Bowls than Hall of Famers. It really is somewhat of a shame. But it could be a big Hall of Fame for the Broncos as Pat Bowen, of course, likely in. He's on the doorstep. He's not officially in, but at the doorstep. And we could very well see Champ Bailey as a first-ballot Hall of Famer coming up here next year. It's the Broncos with podcast. Be sure to check us out at tap14, tap14.com. Friend of the podcast. Of course, our friends also had Pro Football Focus too because fantasy, fantasy, fantasy. Oh, baby. Uh, You got to win those bragging rights. You do not want a tattoo on your ankle of a heart and jigglypuff. You want to make sure that you or winning your fantasy team, and or your fantasy league, I should say, with a fantasy team built by Pro Football Focus with projection charts, matchups, all kinds of great stuff, deep analytics, because that's really what fantasy is. I mean, it really is a deep analytical data kind of uh, interaction sport, gambling, whatever you want to call it. It's uh, profootballfocus.com. Be sure to check them out, profootballfocus.com. And like I said, use that promo code POD20. When save 20% off your uh, subscription. So you try it, do it a couple months, and if you like it, great. If you don't, well, you know, on to the next. That's uh, what we'll be doing for our Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, uh, with the Broncos Blitz podcast, a daily podcast. You can find my work at milehighsports.com. Had a chance to sit down with Demarcus Walker And Justin Simmons this week had some interesting stuff to say from them. We'll be talking about the podcast in the future about those conversations. But, of course, tomorrow, uh, we're recording this on Thursday, tomorrow is preseason game number three. That's the big one. Preseason game number three should see the starters for quite a bit in that one. And of course, you can find me on Twitter. Well, I'll have all kinds of reaction at Ronnie K. Radio. That's R O N N I E letter K radio.com. You could spell radio. Ronnie K radio on Twitter. My work at, is, is at uh, MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Where you can find all that good stuff and the archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com.